Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. And speaking of miracles, if you listened to the podcast uh, last time, you heard me talking about expecting a miracle, telling the story of how the phrase expect a miracle got started. Uh, it happened through my father back in the 1950s when God awakened him from sleeping <laughs> and said, Oral Roberts, expect a miracle. And I'm joined on the podcast today by my good friend, Nick Hand. And we're going to talk about miracles today. Nick, uh, God bless you. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for letting me be here. I thought, man, those stories last week, we've gotten a lot of uh, great response, but uh, just hearing some of those stories about yeah, if you hadn't if you hadn't listened, you can go back and and listen to the story I told on Catherine Kuhlman yeah. about her grave and how we found it when it was among tens of thousands of graves and it was impossible to find. And yet, my wife Lindsay was she expecting a miracle and she found it. Can you believe that? Uh, it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> you know, when uh, you know talk about miracles, it's something that everybody I think wants to believe are 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 real like my daughter watches this movie and it it talks about miracles like the whole thing is centered around this miraculous lifestyle when you're telling people to expect a miracle what is what is a miracle what do you mean when you say a what is a miracle well a miracle is a supernatural outpouring of god a miracle is something that cannot be explained away. A miracle just literally settles the issue. Mm -hmm. Something that can't be done. Yeah, I mean, it's just wow, look at that. It's a miracle. Yeah. Do you think more miracles happen than people identify? Do, do, like, are we, do we overlook miracles? I think we often overlook miracles. And as I was saying last week, uh, my father taught me, and Lindsay reminded me of it, that miracles are coming toward you or they're going past you every day. You've got to reach out and take them. Okay. So when you say that, when you say take, reach out and receive take, them, what is, what, how do you, how do you do it? Father, you, in the name of Jesus, I receive your miracle power into my life. So saying it, saying it out loud, believing well, it in your saying it, Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you believe, uh, when you pray, believe that you receive you and you got to say it, you got to speak to things. You know, Jesus talked to things. He talked to trees. Hmm. He, he talked yeah. to a tree once right. and he said, you're not going to bear any more fruit. And the tree was talking to him. <laughs> You know, you think, well, a tree can't talk. Well, in the natural, you're right. But that tree was saying, you're not going to get any fruit from me. And Jesus said, you bear no fruit. And, and the disciples found out that the next day, the, the tree had withered up from the roots. And Jesus said, have faith in God for whosoever shall say mm. unto this mountain, this problem, this need, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his or her heart, but shall believe the things which they say shall come to pass. He, she will have whatever they say. That's why what you say is so critically important. And so many people are defeated by their words. Yeah. It's some, you know, it, yeah. I just, I, I don't think this could ever happen. I just, I just don't believe it. You know, I've always been this way. Uh, this thing will never change. You, yeah. you got to get out of that kind of mentality and getting into a, instead getting into an expect a miracle attitude. So you're kind of on, on this, on a vein of, of things that keep people from receiving miracles, like kind of continue on that. What, why, why, if miracles are really that easy, say it out loud, join my faith, believe that God can do it. What, what is the limiting factor that keeps people from see, seeing, experiencing minds. miracles? People all of a sudden get the idea that something can't happen. They've never seen it happen before. It's never happened in their lifetime. They think it can't happen to me. Maybe it can happen to somebody else, but it can't happen to me. You've got to get out of that mentality. Right. And at the same time, it's not this, it's not this pie in the sky kind of like, um, how do I say it? Like vague miracles. Something's gonna, it's just going to drop down from heaven kind yeah. of thing. I mean, so, so how do you be intentional in expecting miracles when when it can almost seem like you're just looking for magic. 
You get what I'm saying? No, I'm not looking for magic at all because magic isn't going to get the job done. I'm looking to God. Mm. I remember once... um, Lindsay's here in the house with me today. Lindsay, do you, which daughter was it when the, when she got the grades, the good grades, and I, I floated a $20 bill from upstairs? Was that, was that Chloe? It was probably Jordan. <laughs> it could have been all of them, but it's probably come here, Jordan. Come here, come here real close for a minute. Oh, uh, dear. This is my wife, Lindsay. Lindsay, come in here for a minute. Anyway. Hi, everybody. Uh, one of the girls, one of the girls, I don't remember which one of the girls, came home a, a, with a report card, and, and she'd gotten an A on something, and she'd never gotten an A in that class ever. And I was upstairs, and you were downstairs, Lindsay, with her. And uh, I took a $20 bill out of my wallet. I just, just spontaneous. I didn't plan it. And I let it float down. And she looked up and she saw it coming. And she, she started reaching out for it. Mm. That's expecting a miracle. Mm. Expecting. Now, I'm not, she wasn't looking up expecting things to float out of heaven. It just so happened that day I was floating a $20 bill down toward her as a reward for her getting an A. But the idea I'm trying to speak, speak about is you've got to expect miracles. Now, you've tapped me on the shoulder. Okay, I so know you've got is, something put, to say. Put me in, Coach. Put me in. Come on, Coach. Put me in, Coach. But think about it. You just said you wanted to reward her. Yeah, I did. If you want to reward your children, how much more does God want to reward? Because yes. Hebrews 11 says God is a rewarder mm. of them that diligently seek him. And I believe so much of it uh, is, is our words. You know, Nick just said pie in the sky. So many people, I believe, use their words for pie in the sky. Words are valuable. Jesus said to the mountain, he spoke it, he said, and those words have and to be- And we can speak to it. And those words have to be in harmony with God's word, with his will. Begin to quote, you know, if you don't know what to do, begin to quote just a couple of simple little verses like, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, or my God shall supply all my needs. How about, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. If ever there was an expect a miracle scripture, that's it. Well, you're going to hear things in the world. You're going to hear great things. You're going to hear weird things. You're going to hear negative things. Tomorrow morning on the news, you may hear something completely different than you heard the day before. So what do you do? You line your words up with God's word. He said, I'm the Lord, I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wait, who's doing this podcast? <laughs> you're back to you. I'm going to go over here. That's so good, though. Come I mean, back. It, no, this you're, is, you're not going anywhere. Stay right here. Oh, it's man. It's really, really, really we're, good. We're here in our kitchen today. <laughs> it's, it was supposed to be a morning off. So hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You I owe me. I never get one. You owe me. I made you scrambled eggs this morning. You owe me. He's absolutely <laughs> correct. And to top it off, he added coffee on top of that. So what can I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do that it. Ought be, that ought to be good for a couple of podcasts. Um, okay, don't push it. <laughs> okay, I, I have a question. So I, I know you guys enough to know you guys are big on expecting miracles, big on That's speaking, de- de- declaring, yeah, pull up a chair. Okay, I'll pull up de- a chair. Declaring the word of God, yet you're not people who are like an ostrich with your head buried in the sand. You're, mm-hmm. You don't ignore reality. Yeah. You mean, but you mean so time, heavenly minded, we're no earthly good? Exactly. <laughs> because, okay. because I think we all have experienced people like that. And sure. so, sometimes people can be like, I don't know about that stuff because of those experiences. So how how for you guys do, do you... How, how do you expect miracles and say the right thing, but not be a person who is pie in the sky, ostrich with your you head in the sand so much in, so that you ignore reality? I always try to respond things with scripture. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not you of the world. You can't just sit down. You got to stand up. <laughs> I have to. I can't so reach short. the microphone. It does. Yeah. Yeah. She's so the short. The chair won't let me reach the microphone unless we get a lot of pillows. And the other day she was it. driving my car and, and I tried to get in afterwards. I couldn't even get my legs in there. The seat was so far forward. I, my whole chest was smashed. Uh, against the steering wheel. Hey, but I got the job done. So, hey, be nice. But 
truth be told, you're in the world, but not of the world. The Bible says right. you are of God, little children, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So we know we're in the world. We see things of the world. We are. We, we look around. I, I am not the kind that is the ostrich in the sand for this reason, because God gave us a brain. Mm. If I were robotic, if, if I were simply programmable, yeah. then all I would do was go rote and robot, robot, robot. Right. And, and, and operate you know, only by instinct. Yeah, and, and by that, it'd be, you know, I don't know who would be pushing the robot button, but man, I could get myself into a heap of trouble. So I'm not the kind that just expects a robot button pushed. However, I do recognize that by the time you're in the world, Satan has been defeated because Jesus went to the cross, but that not destroyed. What does that mean? That's weird. No, mm. Jesus did enough on the cross to sustain us for our entire life until we go meet Jesus in heaven. He did enough on the cross. But because Satan has not been, as the Bible talks about, you know, in the end times when Jesus comes back on a white horse and totally defeats him, mm -hmm. because that has not happened. You are in the world. You see things of the world. You understand the world. Junk happens yeah. in the world. Now, you can appropriate, take in, pray in, believe, speak, what Jesus did on the cross, and literally, in my strange opinion, I guess, cocoon yourself into the word of God. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. But I have a Bible right to Psalm 91 that says, yeah, that happens. Mm. But I'm going to pray and expect a miracle. Okay, now, she's talking about speaking, speaking the word. And as I hear you, Lindsay, you remind me of the story in the Bible when Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And the disciples got in the boat with him. If ever a group of men were in the perfect will of God, mm. it was when they were in that boat because Jesus himself said to them, let us right. go over to the other side of the lake. When they got out in the middle of the lake, there was a storm. Well, how can a storm come when I'm in the middle of God's will? Right. Well, it happened to the disciples. Reality, life. Yeah. yeah. And Jesus was asleep. In the real world. Peter got so upset and he finally awakened Jesus and said, don't you even care? How many times have we as human beings said that? Don't you even care, Jesus, what I'm going through? Don't you even care we're about to drown? And Jesus awakened. He didn't criticize him. He just walked to the bow of the ship, put out his hands and spoke. He said, peace be still. The Bible says he rebuked the winds and the waves. And my father taught me that the word rebuke literally means stop, stop it. it. That's enough. Hmm. And suddenly there was a great calm. And they arrived at the other side, and Jesus said to them, where was your faith? Hmm. Which was, in my mind, a precursor for what Lindsay just said a moment ago, uh, uh, th that we have to do what Jesus did. We have, to, we have to speak the word of God. We have to say with our mouths, no, in the name of Jesus, you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my money. You can't have my body. You can't have my emotions. You can't have my relationships. You can't have me. The violent, the Bible says, take it by force. No, no devil, I'm going to use my faith. I believe in miracles and I'm standing up for miracles and I'm not going to give up on this miracle. Well, there's an interesting translation of the word peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He has peace. It's not like Jesus. Jesus is peace. It's not like he has peace today and he loses it tomorrow. Mm. He's the Prince of Peace, which means nothing he missing. Peace. He is peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And when he spoke, he did not say, 
Okay, I'm going to be honest. You guys are a bunch of dodo birds or something. You guys are a bunch of fools. You guys are a bunch of idiots. No, he said, peace be still. You see, Jesus is in the business of telling you, peace be still. But then he turned around and said, and by the way, you can speak, peace be still. Well, he said, where, where is your faith? In other words, you can do this. So a pretty good example of what he said, if you want to just kind of follow the leader here, just begin to say to situations, peace be still. Peace be still. Because he said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave you, not what the world has, but my peace. Okay, why would he give it to you and leave it with you when he was heading to heaven if he didn't think you would need it? First of all, he already knew you'd need it. And second of all, he gave you the tools of what to do when you need it. Peace be still. So many times we say, Jesus, what are you going to do? He already did. He went to the cross. God, why don't you intervene? He did. He sent Jesus to the cross. What am I going to do? Peace be still. Because Jesus left very calculated, detailed instructions. Richard knows that I am a note taker and I make a million notes. And there was one day I made so many sticky notes, he couldn't see his face in the mirror to shave <laughs> because I felt like those reminders were necessary. It's true. But God said, remind me of my promises. Well, one of his promises is that we can speak peace be still. Mm. That's good stuff. One of the things. Hey, you, you just taken over my entire you, podcast today. You guys are incredible, the by the way. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I had so much more to say than you. Do you <laughs> well, at least so much more valuable. Nick knows. I don't know how you guys do it. You don't plan anything. You just go, go for it. It's just Actually, absolutely incredible. Actually, there's a, there's a truth to this. We do just go for it. But, you know, I always make a joke about prior preparation prevents yeah. poor performance. Right. Five P's in your life. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. The truth is Richard studies the Bible. I study the Bible. So, it's so when you get into a situation like this, yeah. it's super easy to allow that what you've already studied. God illuminates it in God your mind. God illuminates it in your mind. Well, let me ask a question before you take off okay. and go, go about your business. So I was thinking about the, another cup of coffee here, but okay. <laughs> me too. One of the things I think that really gets in the way of, of this is, is human uh, feeling. Because when you're expecting miracles and you, maybe you're saying the right thing, doing the right thing, it's okay. Okay, time's going by. Okay, it's been a couple weeks. Okay, I think sometimes it's like, am I, can, here's, here's kind of my question. Do you have to feel expectant to be expecting? Like if the, is, is, is expect a miracle, is that a, a feeling? Or can I be let, saying the right thing and in my chest let, and my emotions kind of be a little bit all me, over the place? Let me answer the first part of that and then she can respond. When she was pregnant with our children, we would say she is expecting. Yeah. Now, it didn't matter how she felt. Mm. Didn't matter if it was raining, sleeting, snowing, wind blowing, hot. Didn't matter. She was expecting. Yeah. And she, she knew there was a due season for that baby to be born. Mm. I, think that's what, I think that's part of the answer to your question. Yeah. Well, not only staying in a continual state of expectancy. Again, let's go back to being a robot. If I didn't have feelings or emotions, I would be a robot. Yeah, right. I wouldn't be a human. Yeah. I wouldn't be necessary. God did not make me a robot. The reason he gave me the as a free moral agent with the opportunity to choose, the reason that is how he created me was that he would give me the choice to worship him. If you have a bunch of toys <clears throat> that simply turn on the robot button and you put in new batteries and they go, I worship, I worship, I worship, mm. that's not that's not even worth anything to right. me because it's not heartfelt. Jesus is not that artificial intelligence and has no ability to have a heartfelt feeling. Jesus, the Bible says, was touched with the feelings of mm. our infirmities. He had feelings. 
There's a scripture, I think it's the shortest scripture in the Bible, where it says Jesus wept. Two words. Well, if Jesus wept, he had feelings. So not always good, not just good, not just the good feelings. Well, when he finally went to God and said, you know, I know my, this is me paraphrasing. <clears throat> I know my place. I know what you sent me to do. I'm very willing to do it. I came to this earth willing to do it. No man's going to crucify Jesus. The Bible said he willingly laid his life down. Mm. But in the middle of getting ready to go to the cross, the Bible says it was like he was sweating drops of blood. And so Lindsay, to speak. he said, if it's possible, let this cup of death pass. Can I pass? Uh, Can I get a free pass on this? Another time, Lindsay. He, but he knew he had to do it. But he was full of emotion. And also yeah. to illustrate your point, there's another time where he literally wept over yeah. the city of Jerusalem. That Jesus wept. That's that scripture. And he said, Oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem. If you had only known who I was or paid attention, I would have gathered you in like chicks. Mm. I would have I would have protected you. But you went off on your own and he wept over that. Why? Because he wasn't robotic. And he wept over his friend Lazarus who had died as well. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't robotic. He was touched, moved with That's compassion, powerful. touched was, with the feelings he, of our infirmities. My dad used to say he was so much man it was as if he were not God. Yeah. Mm. He was oh, so much point. God as if he were not man. Yeah. He was touched by our infirmities. He knows what we feel. He's right. been where we've, we've been. He's been through what we've been through. One, one translation of infirmities doesn't just mean sickness and disease. It means weaknesses. Mm. And, and he said, here's a cool scripture that, you know, if you read enough of the Bible, they all counterbalance each other and they all interact. He was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows our weaknesses, the Bible says. But what's that cool scripture in Philippians 4, you know, uh, that talks about, um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So he knew our weaknesses and he gave us strength. Right. Anything we already need, he already provided. Think about Genesis 1. Go to the very beginning of the Bible. This, to me, represents the goodness of God throughout all 66 books of the Bible. In Genesis 1... In the beginning, God created. He created the heavens and the earth, and then he creates, um, you know, the animals and the seas and all the provisions and, and everything. And then? And then he created man. Mm. He did not create man until he totally provided for him. Wow. God did not create us without something already pre-existing to absolutely provide for us. He didn't say, oh, you know, when you're high and dry, come to me, whoop, and I'll do something. It's the complete opposite. Oh, you have been diagnosed with this? Jesus already went to the cross. Oh, you feel weak? Jesus is your strength. Right. Oh, you don't know what to do? You can have the mind of Christ. Where we have humanness, he's provided his godliness yeah. already done. What we have to do is just like this whole thing started, expect a miracle right. and then receive it. How do you receive it? Well, how do you receive a $20 bill? You, you take it, you know? Yeah. If someone said, here's your $20 bill, all you have to do is take it, you know, I think I'd be pretty smart and take it. Take it, yeah. But if someone said, that's your miracle, reach out and take it, you begin to question, why do we not question money but always question God? Yeah. You know, receive it. He's the source of it all anyway. I Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to thank Lindsay, especially for yeah. commandeering and taking over my podcast. You're, welcome. You're welcome to take over mine next Div week, too. Divine intervention. Yeah, divine. My answers were better. I'm kidding. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough. Really, though. It's powerful. I think it's just powerful to Ema, know whose that... whose answers were better? <laughs> he's, oh, he's not going to give it yet. Neutral. It. I just think it's powerful to know that even when you, even when your feelings can be a little bit all over the place that you can still be in faith and be expectant. That's my takeaway to say the right thing, believe the right thing. And regardless of what your emotions tell you, 
keep expecting. You want to pray us out? Yes, I want to pray. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against every satanic attack that has come against you. Now listen, it's just you and me right now. It's just you and me. In the authority of Jesus' name, I come against this satanic attack that's come against you. I curse it in the name of Jesus, and I pray over you. I command Satan to take his hands off of your life, off of your body, off of your family, off of your finances, off of your emotions, off of your relationships, off of every area of your life, and I send the word of God to you, and I want you to believe it, expect it, and keep expecting in Jesus' name. When, Je when Jesus spoke to Jairus and said, believe only, in other words, he was saying, believe and just keep on believing in Jesus' name. God bless you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Nick, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Thank you. And Lindsay, who has already left the room with her coffee, <laughs> you know, she, she flies in and That's flies right. out. That's right. <laughs> We're in our kitchen this morning, and she <laughs> takes her coffee, and then she's already gone. She's but gone. anyway, God bless you all. Thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you next time right here on the Expect a Miracle podcast. God desires for you to thrive, not just get by, but to live your fullest life possible. In his book, Thrive, Eliminating Lack from Your Life, Richard Roberts shares with you three biblical principles to transform areas of lack into a life of abundance. Experience all that Jesus has provided for you. God's Word is full of the creative power to lift your faith and transform your circumstances. Request your copy of Richard's book, Thrive, Eliminating Lack from Your Life. Call today, 1-844-828-1412 or go online to richardroberts.org slash bookstore.